Hi, everyone. This is Brian K. Wright. You're about to hear Success Profiles Radio. I just want to take a moment before the show to share with you our new sponsor. I've been working with BestRadioTravel.com to bring the lowest hotel prices to my loyal listeners. Stay tuned during the upcoming show to hear more about how you can save 15 to 30% off your hotel rates. Now let's start the show. It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored to sh- that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It'll be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. The old school way of building a business focused on beating the competition. However, we have entered an era where collaborating is far more valuable. When people think only of competing, there can be a scarcity mentality present. Specifically, the assumption that there's only so much to go around and that you need to get your piece of the pie before someone else does. An abundance mindset, on the other hand, assumes that there is enough to go around for everyone, so why not help each other get what we need? Collaborations and joint venture partnerships are ways that we can access each other's customer base and audience to the benefit of everyone. And if done right, these relationships can be very beneficial and lucrative. When it's not done with the spirit of helping all partners involved, the deal can fall apart because the partners who aren't helping may be operating from scarcity instead of abundance. If you're building a business and are looking to expand your audience, consider collaborating with someone whose audience is similar to yours and work out an agreement that helps everyone win. You will be so glad you did. With all this in mind, I typically introduce my guest at this point in the show, but this week is going to be different from the rest of the shows that I've done. I usually interview somebody, and occasionally I do the show myself without a guest, but for the first time ever, I'm having a guest host, and he will be interviewing me. So this is the first time we've ever done this, and I'd like to bring on my very special guest host, Raymond Harlow. Raymond, how are you? I am super excited to be on here uh, as your guest host today, uh, Brian. Yeah, I am very excited. You were on the show a few months ago. And before we start, just tell everyone very briefly a little bit about you, because people are going to be wondering, who is this guy that's guest hosting today? Yes. So uh, two-word answer, Google Raymond Harlow. But (laughs) I will tell you a little bit about who I am. I'm an author, speaker, and mentor in the personal development world. uh, And that's why I've I've came to meet uh, Brian, and we're doing a lot together. Also, I'm a a business coach, and I am actually now um, transitioning into global diplomacy uh, training and teaching. However, uh, we'll stick to the point here and I want to tell you all a little bit of who Brian K. Wright is, because I don't know uh, if you are updated enough to know how awesome this guy is. And I want to read his bio now before we uh, we start interviewing him. Awesome. Is, is that good, Brian? Absolutely. Okay, so Brian K. Wright is the host of Success Profiles Radio and publisher of Success Profiles Magazine. Over the last seven years, Brian has interviewed world 
class achievers such as Darren Hardy, Jack Canfield, Laurel Langemeyer, Kevin Harrington, Sharon Lecter, Chris Powell, Dan Locke, and many more. And you heard I, I was also on his show. Uh, with, with the lessons he has learned from these achievers and through his own experience, he seeks to educate, motivate, and inspire others to become a greater version of themselves. He is the author of three books, including the recently released Success Profiles, Conversation, Conversations with High Achievers. Brian overcame a life-threatening illness in 2014, and some of the keys to his recovery include focusing on how to how sorry on how he wanted to impact the world when he was healthy again and being aggressively thankful for everything in his life. Throughout his career, Brian has become a top performer in the area of sales, customer service, training, and has also written resumes professionally for students, working professionals, and executives. He is available for speaking on the topic of motivation, inspiration, leadership, and book writing. He resides in Phoenix, Arizona. And now I would like to welcome back again, Brian K. Wright. Hey, Raymond. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Aha. Uh, Brian, uh, so let's get into this. Uh, sure. Uh, can you tell me a bit about your background, uh, where, what school you went to, where you grew up, and, and a little bit about that? Yeah, I grew up in a little town in Iowa called Northwood. It's right on the border of Iowa or yeah, Iowa and Minnesota, right off of I-35. A couple thousand people. I had 58 people in my high school graduating class. So some of you listening probably graduated from much larger schools, and some of you might have graduated from much smaller schools. I've heard it happen. But it was really great. It was a, an agricultural community, and there was a real sense of, of community and cooperation. People helped each other. And it was really, really fantastic. I ended up going to Iowa State University to study communication and had a really great time there. I went to the University of Nebraska for graduate school and ended up getting my degree, my master's degree in adult education. I taught in a two-year business college for about five years. And I taught public speaking, English composition, and business math. Now, you might think that's an odd combination, but the common thread was all of those classes were required. So it was incumbent upon me to make it fun and interesting, and, and I did. I did my very best to make that happen. Um, always got you know really good uh, evaluations from my students. And I did resume writing, like you had mentioned in my bio. And then I moved out to Arizona in 1996, and I've been here ever since. Spent some time in the call center world not only calling, but being a supervisor, doing payroll, doing training. In fact, there were a couple of companies where a training position was created specifically for me because they realized that I was excelling and needed to teach other people how I was doing what I was doing. So that was fun and interesting as well. And so now I host a radio show. I ghostwrite books for people. I publish a magazine and I do specially branded feature, feature magazines, shortened versions for people to brand themselves to their potential audience. And it's fun. I stay busy and I wouldn't choose anything else right now. Wow. You, you, you are truly amazing. Truly Thank you. amazing. And Brian, uh, in your bio, I read in um, in 2014, something happened. I think that was a turning point for you. Uh, can you tell me about that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was experiencing uh, really low energy in January of 2014, a lessening of my appetite. I wasn't feeling well, and I had no idea what was going on. Now, fortunately, my parents were spending the winter in Arizona, so they were staying in an RV park a few miles away, and I called them one day and I said, I'm not feeling well. This is going on for about five days now. And they said, would you like us to go to a doctor with you? I said, sure. And that'd be really great. And so I uh, went to urgent care and my mom went with me and they treated me for pneumonia. So they gave me a pack and some medications and I stayed with them until I started to get better. Well, that didn't really happen. Three days later, I wasn't getting any better. In fact, I woke up for breakfast that morning. It was a Friday. I ate half a strip of bacon and said, I'm full. And dad said, this is not right. So he said, you need to go to a doctor again. So we went back to the urgent care, uh, got right in. In fact, I drove, I drove to urgent care. My mom was with me less than 30 minutes later. I was told that I was apparently not answering questions coherently. Uh, I was spacing off. I didn't have energy and the doctor was very concerned about me. So he said, we need to put him in an ambulance and send him to the hospital right now. And mom and I looked at each other like we couldn't believe what we were hearing. But next thing you know, I was in an ambulance and I was in the ER and the doctor told me it's a really good thing that you got here today or you might've died today. And I, I was still not, I mean, I was so far out of it. I wasn't even grasping it. It was just unbelievable. Uh, but anyway, what happened was the doctor said, I don't know if we're treating you for pneumonia or the flu or something else or both, but you're going to be here a while. And I said, so be here a while. What does that mean? A few, a few hours? No, no, no. A few days, a few weeks, maybe longer. And long story short, I ended up in the ICU and I was in the ICU for seven days and I was in the regular room for seven more days. So I was in the hospital for a grand total of two weeks. I was told toward the end of my stay that I almost died. I had the swine flu virus and pneumonia. That's what they finally realized was going on with me. Wow. And, and I ended up not getting on a ventilator, although they voted on it. And one nurse told me everyone else with the swine flu at this hospital is on a ventilator except for you. I don't know why you didn't end up on a ventilator, but you are the miracle patient. And so I was just blown away. And one thing that I uh, realized as I was laying in the hospital bed, having tons of time to think about things, is I wanted to make an impact on the world. When I got done, the thought of dying never occurred to me. And thankfully, they never told me that or else I would have focused on something completely different. And it's very interesting. Uh, I had spent some time just days prior to going to the hospital reading the transcripts from a couple of old interviews from people who also ended up in the hospital with life-threatening illnesses. Again, I had no idea this is about where I was going to go, but they talked about how they focused on the things that they wanted to accomplish when they got out. And so that's what I thought about too. And I took three very important lessons with me from that. Number one, be aggressively thankful for everything. Not just thankful, but be very aggressively thankful multiple times a day. Focus on what is good, what is noble, what is true. Focus on what is right. Focus on what is good in your life and in the world. Because if you focus on what's wrong, then that's what you're going to start attracting more of in your life. So be very aggressively thankful for everything you have. Number two, treasure your family and friends because you have no idea when that could be taken away from you or when they will be taken away because you just never, ever know. And finally, take nothing for granted for exactly the same reason. You just never, ever know 
when anything can be taken away from you. It's it, life is a treasure. Life is a gift. And we need to act like that. This is Success Profiles Radio. And uh, we're glad you're here. We will talk more after the break about whatever Raymond wants to ask me, presumably about my career and things that I'm doing, things relating to my show, things relating to my magazine. And, and we'll talk about why you should write a book because it's very, very important. It's a great branding tool for you. We will come right back. And this is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Hi everyone, this is Brian K. Wright, Success Profiles Radio, and I just want to let you know something. Toginet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Brian, that's B-R-I-A-N, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through Toginet Radio. We've negotiated special rates just for you at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. Bestradiotravel.com can beat the best prices offered by by any other major travel booking website. Please go to www.bestradiotravel.com forward slash Brian. Sign up and enjoy the discounts right now. Once again, that is bestradiotravel.com forward slash Brian. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. And my special guest host this weekend or this week is Raymond Harlal. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio, please do that. It's on iTunes and you can leave a review and you can get access to every single episode that I've done. You can also go to successprofilesradio.com. That links to the page on the TogiNet network where I am. And you can listen and download to any episode that I've done as well. 330-ish episodes of the show. It's been an amazing ride so far. So, Raymond, what would you like to ask me next? Yes, I enjoy listening to your background story in the last segment and, and most importantly, the three lessons that you've learned while you are, were in intensive care. And, yeah. and now I, you're doing something amazing. I want to know what inspired you to start this radio show. That is a really great question. I've always had a love for radio-related things. In fact, when I was in high school, I competed in speech tournaments. But I had a fear of speaking in front of people, believe it or not. And I just 
was really nervous about what it would be like to face an audience. And so I noticed that when the high school speech teacher talked to me about going out for the speech team, I resisted at first. But she gave me the handbook and said, here in the handbook is the description of all the events. See if one of these resonates with you. And I read the handbook that night at home, and there was an event called Radio News Announcing. And the really cool thing about that for me was I didn't have to face my audience. I sat in a room with the person holding the time card, and they would flash time cards at me to let me know how much time I had left. Now, with that event, you planned out of a series of stories, you planned a five-minute newscast, and you had 30 minutes to assemble that. And so I sat in a room separate from the audience and the judges, and I read this news story a series of news stories and the guy would hold flashcards and I did really well. And so that gave me the confidence to do something completely different after that, the year after, and I ended up making all state my senior year. So I, I got pretty good. And then uh, a few years later, fast forward to about eight years ago, a friend of mine approached me about the opportunity of hosting my own show on this network. And I said, let me think about it. And after thinking about it for a few weeks, uh, I finally decided, you know what, I'm going go, to go ahead and do this because I think there's potential to build my business by having my own live radio show. And so I decided to start my show. And the first show was pretty decent. I had a really great guest. It was somebody that I met at a conference. His name is Hal Elrod. He's been on my show three times now. You might know him now as the author of The Miracle Morning and the series of books related to The Miracle Morning. And it's a whole movement now about how to get a morning routine and start your day out right. But he was an incredible first guest. He made it so easy. And I love doing the show. I've gotten to interview a lot of really amazing people. And I've learned from some of the best. And there are so many more people that I would love to have on my show. And I plan on doing this for a very long time. It's my happy hour. I love doing this. Amazing. Your happy hour. Wow. What a way uh, to, to connect with people, learn amazing story. And you yourself gain a lot from it, right? And a lot of knowledge. Oh. Absolutely. It's like I'm getting coaching for an hour from everyone that I'm talking to. It's really fantastic. I mean, some of the people I've had on my show, for example, a Darren Hardy or a Jack Canfield charge you know, $25,000, $30,000 or more for an hour long speech. And so they come on your show for free because they're promoting a book or they need something. You yeah. Know, they're promoting something. And some people won't come on a show unless they're promoting something. If you think about The Tonight Show, for example, uh, people don't go on The Tonight Show just because they do it because they're promoting their movie, their album, whatever they're doing. And you see them on all of the talk shows for about a week straight. And then you don't hear from them again until the next time they have something new to promote. Yeah. Whereas other people are willing to be on a show anytime, which is great. And so you learn a lot of things about people and the way they prepare and the way they interact with you and the reasons for doing something or not doing something. It's been a fun, fun ride. Amazing. Now, the show has evolved into a book. Yeah. In fact, uh, I've got three books. One of them was a student leadership book. Then my last two books specifically were curated from interviews from my show. The second book was called Success Profiles, Mental Toughness and Sales. And Jeffrey Gittimer and Eric Lofholm were the two headliners in that book. And that was a short 64-page book. But all three of the interviews in that book had to do with mental toughness and selling. And then after that, and this is the book I really wanted to write, was Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. And it featured 11 of my favorite interviews from the first maybe two or three years of my show. 
and it's done well. People love it. I, uh, Jack Canfield, Laura Langmeyer, Darren Hardy, Tom Ziegler, Jack Canfield, like I mentioned, uh, they all were part of this. Uh, and it was really fantastic. In fact, Conversations with High Achievers Volume 2 is scheduled to come out this fall. My goal is late September. People who will be in that book potentially would be Karen, uh, Kevin Harrington, uh, Jordan Adler, uh, Brad Shurgers, Chris Powell, Alex Stern, Bill Walsh, uh, Marshall Silver, Annex Singal, Dan Locke, and Raymond Harlow. Imagine that. Wow. And, of course, the publisher yourself. Yes. Wow, that is exciting. And now, radio show uh, created, uh, turned out to, to publish a book and many books to come. Also, mm-hmm. you, you do a magazine. Tell me about yeah. that. Absolutely. Well, I realized about three or four years into this journey that I had so much content to repurpose that uh, it was just a shame to not do anything with it. So what I realized was I needed another outlet. So I had the idea of doing Success Profiles Magazine. So I bought the domain for successprofilesmagazine.com. And a couple years later, I realized I hadn't done anything with that domain. So when I was renewing it for the third year, I realized I just got to stop talking about doing this and just actually do it. And so I realized that I needed to pick who my first guest was going to be. Well, Kevin Harrington was on my show several months prior. So I reached out to him. And thanked him once again for being on the show. And I said, I've got this idea. I want to do a magazine. I want you to be my first feature. And he wrote back within 90 minutes and said, yes, I'm all in. So I used part of that interview as the feature. And I got a bunch of people to contribute. And, you know, a year and a half later, it's it's going strong. And I'm doing a lot of other things with the magazine, too. But I'm working on episode 21 or issue number 21 as we speak. So, yeah, this magazine is almost two years old. I'm really happy with where it's going. I'm involving a lot of people and potential for a lot of joint venture opportunities are here. So it's yeah. it's really a, a great way to collaborate with people instead of compete with them. So it's great. Tell me, uh, tell our audience how we can subscribe to that magazine. Sure. If you want to subscribe to Success Profiles Magazine, you can go to www.brianwrightinternational.com forward slash SPM. That's brianwrightinternational.com forward slash SPM, which stands for Success Profiles Magazine. And that'll take you to the page that tells you all about the magazine. And at the bottom, it gives you what your subscription options are. You get a dollar uh, trial for seven days to try it out first before your subscription actually starts in full. Wow, that's amazing. And how how do you find people to get on the magazine? The great answer to that question is everyone who's been featured on the cover of the magazine has been on my show first. That's mm-hmm. the gateway in because sometimes people will ask me, I want to be on the cover of your magazine. Well, you have to be on my show first. And I find that if someone is asking me, I don't want to say no, but sometimes you have to, and sometimes you have to say not yet. But right. what I've what I've realized also, and this was Bill Walsh's idea, this is what, one of the reasons why I have developed the eight-page version of the magazine where people can be on the front cover for an investment, and I interview that person, and we do a feature-length article, and it's you, and you can give it away to people that you're trying to get to know 
or people you're trying to network with or people that you want to work with. And, and Raymond, I did one of these for you. Yes, sir. You have. And, um, it's, it's magical because I, I hand that to a local radio uh, station, uh, the week before my event here in Canada. And they said, we'll have you tomorrow. Nice. And what did you talk about? They, they bumped other people out. As you said, a great way to get on radio is to promote your upcoming event. And, and yeah. so that's what I've done. And, yeah. and, and your, 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 your eight grade spread is just brilliant because, and, and, and we'll actually, you're actually going to get a H, eight page spread out of this interview right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's a great marketing piece. It's a great way to uh, compile all of your story together. And, and interviewers, hosts of radio and TV love it because the questions that they want to ask you is already in the magazine. Absolutely. And there's something to be said for third-party validation because if you are giving your brochure to people, people expect you to talk about how amazing you think you are, right? Of course. But if you are interviewed by somebody else in a magazine and you are on the cover of that magazine, that is now third-party validation. That's someone else propping you up. So why wouldn't you want to do the front cover of a magazine? Now, I, I will tell you, it's 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 been fun working with people and getting to interview people from all different kinds of backgrounds and finding out all the interesting things that that people do. But Raymond, when I did this with you, the idea was that you were going to give this to everyone at your event, or at least the, the people who bought your VIP package and you put them in the, the, the freebie bag. And what a great way to introduce people to you who don't know you yet. Right? Yes, totally. And, and that was one win. And, and, and personally, another guy, he would, he didn't attend my event. He just passed by the hotel, grabbed my magazine, calls me the next day and say, I want you to be the face of our company. It's going to be a hundred million dollar company. Wow. Wow. What kind of a company is it? It, it, it is in the um, uh, in the tax industry, tax and financial uh, industry and franchise. And so they want me to be the face of, and the trainer. They said, we need a new face. We need You're young and, and you look like you have the looks because you're on a mag. If you're good for a cover of a magazine, you're going to be good for the cover for the face of our company. Yeah. And you just never, ever know who's going to see it. And this is why I talk about repurposing content. And we are coming up against our next break. People might hear this radio interview, but they might not ever know what my magazine is. People might read the magazine, but not know that I had a book and vice versa. You could spin that all around. You get yourself out there in as many different ways as you can. And as Raymond just said, he gave a copy of an eight page version of a magazine to somebody. He got a radio interview. He got to talk to somebody about being the face of their company in terms of their branding, their promotion. What a great opportunity. So I would love to talk to people about how they can do that if they want, and they can, uh, they can reach out to me anytime. And we'll talk about more of that when we come back. This is success profiles radio, and we will discuss more uh, with Raymond Harlow interviewing me, my very special guest host for the very first time. We will come right back.
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Raymond Harlow, and he is the guest host. First time I've ever had a guest host. And if anyone does want to reach out to me, like I alluded to before the break, you can email me, brian at brianknkwright.com, if you want to talk about how I can put you on the cover of my magazine and talk to you about what that entails. And I can't wait to have that discussion with you. If you want to get my recent book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, it's in Barnes & Noble. It's on Amazon. And it's everywhere. In fact, I've got a book signing scheduled for mid-September at Barnes & Noble in Mesa, Arizona. Can't wait to see you there. If you happen to be in the area, that would be fantastic. And, of course, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes anytime. So, Raymond, what would you like to talk about next? Yes, sir. And you, because you've been doing this radio show for seven years, yes. and you mentioned some 330 episodes, and a few people come on once or twice or or three times the most. I think you are really good with with, with building relationship capital. And, mm-hmm. and can you can you talk on that topic on, on how how do you uh, create uh, great friendship and collaboration at, through relationship capital? Absolutely. One mistake that people make when they try to meet people who they think can help them is they operate from the perspective of a taker instead of a giver. And you see this all the time in networking events. People, you know, they'll shake hands. What do you do? And then what do you do? And then they shove a card in your face and say, call me if you need me. Well, I don't know you well enough to know if I really need you or not. If I want to work with someone, I'm going to talk with them for more than just a minute or two at a networking event. Now, an invitation to talk further would be completely appropriate. And if you think there's a match, then why not have that further conversation via a phone call? And here's the thing. When people meet each other at networking events, they don't very often follow up. They exchange business cards or whatever their collateral is, but they don't follow up. What is that? I mean, how, how do you expect to collaborate with someone if you don't keep the conversation going? But again, it has to be from a perspective of giving first. 
In fact, when people try and connect with me because they want to be in my magazine or they want to be on my show, they talk about what I can give them instead of what they can help me with or give to me. It's a very important distinction. Imagine an email going something like this. Hi, Brian. I'm a big fan of your show. Anyone can say that, of course. Uh, I think we should collaborate because this is what I do and I want to be on your show. Okay. And that's how most people do it. But what they fail to do is tell me how my audience can benefit from their level of expertise. What they've also failed to do is to tell me why they like my show. Not that I'm looking for a pat on the back, but I think if you're going to approach somebody about working with them, you should acknowledge the work they're doing in the world. Acknowledge something about their work that has impacted you. When I reached out to someone like Jack Canfield to be on my show, I didn't just say, hey, I need a guest a month from now, come be on my show. What I did when I sent the inquiry was, Jack, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. I have your book, Success Principles. When it came out in 2005, I bought it as soon as I saw it. And it's the only book I read all year. In fact, I've done some of the exercises, and this is what I've learned from your book. I would love to share that with my audience. I know you have a 10-year edition that just came out, and this is in 2015. So that was true at the time I wrote that. I said, I'd love to share your message with my audience. I would Please let me know. Uh, when you might be available if this interests you. And his team sent a message back. Now, the first time I didn't hear from them, so I just send the message a second time. Sometimes people get busy. They don't see an email legitimately. And so you have to ask more than once sometimes. The second time I asked, I got a message almost right away. Yes, we'd love to book Jack on your show. And we had a really amazing interview, and it's one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done on my show. But see how I built value in that inquiry. I didn't just say, hey, I want you on my show so that you know you could be another notch on my wall of people that I've interviewed. It wasn't like that at all. I said I wanted to provide your message to my audience because I've gotten great value of it in the past, and I highlighted specific things that I've learned and have been impacted by. Now, when someone does that with me, it gets my attention. There's yeah. a clue. When someone does that with me, it gets my attention. Why would that also not get someone else's attention as well? So do it. Provide value. Let them know how they've impacted you. Give specific examples. Then and only then do you have the right to say, hey, by the way, this is what I do. I'd love to collaborate with you, have you on my show, whatever it is you're asking for. Let me know if this resonates with you, and I'm open to talking to you anytime at your earliest convenience. Awesome. And then, so, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. And then they just let them answer at their convenience. And if they don't answer in a reasonable length of time, then just reach out again. Or so, try some other means of coming. Sure. In. Or try some other means. Wow. So the, the essence of it is not what's in it for me or be a me, 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 but, but how can you serve? How can I be of service to you? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I could tell you horror stories of people who tried to reach out to me and just – Epic failures. The message, the reach out was an epic failure. I didn't know the people that were reaching out to me, but you know, there definitely is a right way and a wrong way to reach out to somebody. And I hope that what I've shared helps people realize what the difference is. Amazing. And, and you, I, I truly think you are the master. I think I'm good, but, but you've been doing it for seven years, 330 episodes, and, and you have a relationship with the highest achievers on the planet, all the big guys. You yourself are a big guy, but all the big guys in the market wants to get on your show, wants to connect with you. Uh, you were invited to uh, L.A. 
to to actually um, interview the cast of the Wishman Show. Tell me about that. Yes, absolutely. Well, I have been connected to Frank Shankowitz for several years. He was on my show. In fact, I've also been connected to Greg Reed, who produced the Wishman movie for several years. Both of them have been on my show, and both of them were featured in my first Conversations with High Achievers book. I did the red carpet interview for Greg's movie called Think and Grow Rich Stickability, and they were both there, and I interviewed them and a bunch of people on the red carpet, and we've stayed in touch. And when I interviewed Frank, the screenplay had just about gotten done being written. The casting was almost completed and he wasn't really allowed to tell us who was going to be in the movie. But I said, are some of the characters or some of the people actors that we know? And he says, absolutely. You will know who some of them are. And it turned out to be true. So it, it was fantastic. And so uh, I had the opportunity to do red carpet again for the Wishman movie, I got to interview Frank Shankowitz. We spent three or four minutes together on the red carpet. And I asked him a bunch of questions and interviewed a few people in the cast. And I posted some of them to my Facebook. I need to post those to my YouTube as well. If you want to subscribe to me on YouTube, just look for Success Profiles Radio, all one word, on YouTube, and you can subscribe. I don't have a ton of subscribers. That's something I want to build up in the coming years, my YouTube subscriber list. But, uh, yeah, it was really a great experience. Drove out to L.A. from Phoenix. Uh, with my videographer that I hired for the day. And we had a great time uh, just filming the red carpet interviews, watching the world premiere. It was the first time anyone outside the cast had seen the movie. And it's going strong. It's 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 a movie that's picking up some steam all over the country. And it's really a great story about how Frank started the Wish uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. You have to see it if you haven't. It's really fantastic. And the acting is unbelievable. You just mentioned that I got goosebumps because Frank is, if you don't know who Frank is and you watch the Wishman movie, it's, it's phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. And he hasn't taken a penny from, from a foundation that's, that's been no. live around the globe. Right. And in fact, he started that foundation while he was a full-time motorcycle cop up in yeah. Prescott, Arizona. So it's interesting too, that he had an employer who was so willing to support this mission. If you want to hear the story of how it actually started, watch the movie or go on YouTube. And, and he's probably talked about it many, many times uh, in various interviews. Uh, but yeah, absolutely phenomenal. He worked tirelessly to assemble a team of people to help him out and fulfill wishes. And I think they've fulfilled over 450,000 wishes worldwide now. Wow. Yeah. It's a great organization. Make-A-Wish is a great organization. So you, you're touching from the West Coast to the East Coast. You're everywhere. You actually have a physical presence here in Toronto because I have a banner with you. We have actually, you've co-authored in the book that I've published, The Handbook to Entrepreneurship, yeah. How mm-hmm. to Win in Any Market. And your chapter is so unique because you brought viewpoints uh, uh, from seven uh, world-leading experts. And, and, and in that book, I want to touch on it a bit. And sure. uh, you, you cover, and, and it's so, so brilliant. You have interviewed uh, Darren Hardy. Yeah. And, and, he, and in your chapter, you talk about how to build a winning team. Can you yeah. add, put, add something to that? Absolutely. Well, Darren Hardy, and he said this on my show, because I asked him about building a winning team. And he said, Here, here's the thing. A players hire other A players. B players hire C players because they're insecure about them getting passed up. 
So let's let's explore that a little bit. Yeah. A players hire A players because they know that A players are going to get the job done and they will ultimately more than pay for themselves. So A players basically work for you for free because the value they generate far exceeds what you're actually paying them. So that's great. And they're not worried about whether someone's going to take their job or not. In fact, A players hope that A players will replace them because what that does is if you multiply yourself enough times, it's just going to lift you up even further. Now I'm not just the the president of the company or the CEO anymore. I'm operating on a much, much bigger level so that the people who I've helped get raised up are actually running my day-to-day business for me. And now I can spend my time looking for opportunities to expand and grow the entire organization. So A players hire A players, whereas B players hire C players because they're insecure perhaps, or maybe they're not good managers, or they feel threatened when they're surrounded with people who they think might be more talented than them or more skilled than them because they think that they will get passed over for promotion. So they spend a lot of time surrounding themselves with people that they think they're better than because they know they'll never be surpassed. And if you hire a bunch of C players, then that's the quality of the organization you're going to have. But if you want to be a world-class company, you have to have world-class people around you. So if you're an A player, you hire A players and do not be afraid of them passing you up because you can only grow to the extent of your greatest limitation and weakness. Your company, if you are operating the company yourself, will only grow to the extent of your greatest weakness. And so either improve that weakness or better yet, source that out to someone who's much better at that weakness than you are and let them operate from their strengths so that you can operate from your strengths. Wow, what amazing advice. And, and and this is one name I give to you and you will it's 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 you're taking their advice and your advice and bringing it together and that's one of the the power of of, of being able to interview others cuz you learn so much and I I'm just excited and and honored to hear you just talk about one of your 330 interview in such detail. Awesome. Well, I do appreciate that. And thank you for that. We are coming up against our final break. I can't believe how quickly this is going. Are we having fun or what? Yes, sir. Absolutely. We'll come right back after the break and Raymond will ask me some more questions as we go down the home stretch. And we talked about the radio show. We talked about the magazine. We uh, talked about the people that I've interviewed on my show. And we'll talk about so much more when we come back from the break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will return on the other side. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. It's words you never heard. The Do Not Disturb 
sign has been around as long as there have been hotels where discretion was a bitter part of value. One lecturer at Cornell University School of Hotel Administration traces the Do Not Disturb sign roots to the aristocracy of the early 20th century at grand establishments such as the Ritz in Europe. It sure is annoying when you just want to be a slug of bed and someone knocks at the door and says, Housekeeping, what's the word for the semi-conscious state between sleep and wakefulness? Hypnopompic. There are days when I wish I could wear a do not disturb sign around my neck. What to call someone who wants to lay in bed all day? A scabberlatcher. It's marching. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My name is Brian K. Wright. And my special guest host this week is Raymond Harlal. He's been talking to me the entire hour about what I do and what I'm about and how I can help you all grow your business. And so, Raymond, what would you like to ask me next? Yes, Brian. In this last leg of our interview, I'd like to ask you about you, your your mission and your vision and, and where you're headed. Okay. Well, basically, my mission is to motivate and inspire people to be the best version of themselves. And my vision is to impact a lot of people by helping them spread their message to the people who need to hear it the most. I do that through interviewing amazing guests on my show, uh, having amazing people collaborate with me to put my magazine success profiles magazine together, and also to uh, coach people through the process of writing their books and also ghostwriting books for them. I've ghostwritten several books out there that don't have my name on them. Uh, one of them is a, a book about, network marketers using LinkedIn. Another is with a guy who overcame a drug and alcohol addiction and is now 15 years sober and is a, a substance abuse counselor in California, helping other people to overcome their abuse and, and addictions as well. So it's really, really great. And I think everyone should have a book. Can we talk about that? Yes, sir. How I important think, is it to have a book? Oh, it's, it's so important to have a book because – you can't be everywhere at once, but if you've written a book and people can get it on your website or they can get it on Amazon or in Barnes and Noble or wherever, they can buy that book without ever seeing you or talking to you. And it's available for purchase 24 seven. I've had people tell me that they love my book and I didn't know they bought it. So that's surreal. And, and I love it. And when they tell me how they were impacted by what I've done, it makes me feel good and it motivates and inspires me to continue now, I think everyone does have a message inside them. I think everyone has a world-class level of talent. Uh, many people don't believe it because maybe they haven't spent time developing whatever that talent is. And I want to work with people who know what their message is. I work with entrepreneurs to help them craft their message and write their book. I've got several projects right now that I'm working on. And I love all my clients. They're amazing. In fact, if I if I don't like you, know you, and trust you, I don't want to work with you because life is too short to work with someone who irritates you. A very uh, 
good friend of mine has said that uh, on stage and to me personally, and I could not agree more because you need to operate from a space of knowing who you want to work with, identify who your ideal client is and only chase that, not chase, but only pursue or attract those people. You're going to have people who ask you if they can help you, but if they are not at a place where they can either take advantage of what you're doing or they can't afford you, don't discount what you're doing because here's the thing. You need to charge. If you're in business, you need to charge according to what your talent and skill level is, not according to what someone else's budget is. Hear that again. Your price is based upon your skill level and expertise, not based on someone else's budget. Because if you start discounting your prices, your business will die a fast and unglorious death. It's Mm. not great. It's not great. So I help people write their books. And if you want to write a book, there are three things that you really need. Number one, you need to know what your core message is. Now, that might sound obvious, but sometimes when people say, I want to write a book, I'll say, what do you want to be about? Not really sure. Okay, well, you need to be really sure (laughs) before you start. You need to know what your purpose is. You need to know what impact you want to make on the world with your message. The second thing is you need to know your audience. Who is this book for? And I tell people the perfect intersection of what your book should be about is based on three things. What you know a lot about, what your audience wants to know about, and what your audience is willing to pay for. That third part's important because you're in business. And I'll say that again. What you know about, what your audience wants to know about, and what your audience is willing to pay for. Okay? And then the final thing that you really need before starting your book is what is your end game? You need to know why you're writing this book. Is it because you want to use it as a lead generation tool? Is it because you want to give to people that might want to work with you? I mean, some people out there will give their book away, whether it's in PDF form or physical form, to people who they think might want to work with them on a much bigger scale later. That's legit. It really is. People who think that they will make a lot of money just on their book alone are deluding themselves. Unless you are someone very famous, very famous, you're not going to become a millionaire based only on the sales of your book. Right. Robert Kiyosaki wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad back in the late 90s, early 90s. And if you've not read that book, it is a giant commercial for his cash flow game. Right. Now, he provides a ton of value, and his message was very controversial for the time. And he sold lots and lots and lots of copies because his message not only was controversial, but it made perfect sense to a lot of people. And his philosophy still lives on. But he was trying to sell his cash flow game. So if you buy his $15 book or whatever the price of the book is, and you end up buying his $200 game as a result of it, that's a huge win for him and hopefully a huge win for you because you get immersed in his philosophy and what it takes to become wealthy. So what do you want your book to be? and What do you want to get out of your book? Another great example is T. Harbecker's Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. If you read that book, he provides a ton of value along the way, but he frequently has references to his three-day free event that you can attend anywhere in the country or even in the world. It's his Millionaire Mind Intensive, and at that event, he provides a ton of value there too, but at the end of every session, he's selling another program. And so enough people buy those programs that it makes all of the expense and investment of putting the book together and the events together far worth it. So 
What do you want your end game to be? Are you selling a coaching program? Are you selling a game? Are you selling a mastermind program? Are you selling the opportunity to work with you on a much bigger level? I sure hope so. Because if you're writing a book just to write a book, that's fine. Kumbaya. But what do you want to do with it? It's not a book just for the sake of the book. It's a book because you want to do something bigger with it, something more lucrative with it. Know what that is. And then think about what you want to do. The book is the beginning of your sales funnel. It's not the end. It's the beginning. Wow. So I identify that. Amazing. So a book kind of is, but you need to start with the end in mind when yes. you're doing a book. Yes, absolutely. Talk about that, Brian. Well, you have to begin with the end in mind because you need to know what you want your outcome to be. Are you looking to generate, let's just say, 10 brand new clients this year at whatever price you happen to charge? Well, how many people are you going to have to talk to to get to those 10 people? You might have to talk to 100. Let's just say for the sake of math, you have to talk to 100 people. Mm -hmm. But how many people do you have to reach out to to talk to those 100 people? You might have to reach out to... 5,000 people, again, just a number. It could be much fewer than that. It could be more than that. But the idea being, if you want 10 new clients, that's your end result. But how many people do you have to talk to to get to 10 clients? In other words, what's your closing ratio when you have a sales conversation? But to even talk to those 100 people, how many people do you have to reach out to to be able to have those 100 conversations? Wow. That's important. You have to know that. You're, you you can't just guess at this. There is a science and you need to figure out what numbers are true in your business. And every business's numbers are different. Your numbers could also depend upon your skill set as a closer, as a salesperson. But you need to know what your numbers are. And the amount of money that it takes you to reach out to X number of people, to get to X number of conversations, to get to X number of sales, those numbers are are very important to know. You have to know that. Wow. The first time I met Bob Proctor. He says yeah. to me, Raymond, you need to write a book. A book will act as a salesperson for you. If yep. I talk great about myself, that's bragging. But if somebody else talk great about me, that's credibility. Yes. He says, a book will sell you. A book is your salesperson on the road 24-7 that you never have to pay. Right. Exactly. And if your book is really good and it's impactful, people will talk about it. Yes. And word of mouth is the best. I've had people private order signed copies of my book from me. And later they've reached out to me and said, hey, my friend loves your book. I gave my copy to him. Can you send me another copy? I'll pay you for it. Absolutely. In fact, I've got one friend who's bought three copies of my book. When I'm at book signings, if someone likes my book, I will ask, would you like to get additional copies for people you love? Amazing. And sometimes they'll say yes. And as we're wrap, coming closer to the end of our show today, uh, your, your, your tagline is, if I can do it, you can do it, uh, Brian. Can, can you uh, sum that up and tell us more uh, about that? Absolutely. I, I really believe that if you have a goal that's been put on your heart, then the resources are also available for you to, to do that. Now, Greg Reed talked to me about this when he interviewed, or I went and I interviewed him on my show, and he said, you need to add a caveat to that. I said, what's that? He said, as long as you have the skill set to pull it off. And there's a really great reason why he says that. If Shaquille O'Neal, who's well over seven feet tall, professional basketball player is now retired. If Shaquille O'Neal wants to be a racehorse jockey, can't do it because horses have a, a weight limit that they can carry for a race. I believe that weight limit is 110 or 120 pounds. That's why horse race jockeys are so small. So 
people like us will never be racehorse jockeys because we're too big. Right. So as long as the skill set is in hand, as long as the as long as the circumstances are set up in a way that you can achieve that. That being said, if you have something on your heart and it will not go away, there's a way. There's a way to get to it. And I really honestly believe that the goals that I have in front of me are achievable. Not that they're going to happen quickly, but as long as I have the skill set, as long as I surround myself with people who are willing to mentor me and help me, in other words, people who have done what I want to do, if, I, if I've got people who are, I'm accountable to, boy, you, you are absolutely on your way. And the, the, one of the last things I will say is get a coach. It's so important because I know we've got maybe a minute or so to the end, but get a coach. If you do not have a coach, you are only going to fly as high as your skills will take you. But your coach will see the blind spots, and that coach can help you. Even the greatest people in the world, such as Michael Jordan, even high-level executives, they all have coaches. We've got less than a minute, Raymond. Thank you so much for being my very special guest host this week. You did a great job, and thank you for pulling wisdom out of me that sometimes I don't know I have. No, thank you. Thank you for having me as your very first time uh, guest host on your show. It's an honor and privilege uh, to be plugged in with you. You have created this this huge empire, and it's such an honor to to collaborate with you and to plug in with you. And you've introduced me to many of your very amazing friends and family. Absolutely. And thank you for being here. And thanks to all of you for listening to Success Profiles Radio. Join me every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever. Learn where they came from, what they overcame, and the things that we can learn along the way. Until next week, have a great one, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.